All right. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome to episode eight of Raging Witchcraft, the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that is not talked about with many people, and we also have a special guest. So, welcome. Thank you so much. Hi. (laughs) So, if you guys don't know who Gemini is, um, she has her business, Coven of Rejects, where she does readings and Patreon and all that fun stuff. Um, And, of course, like every time I do have a guest, I will put her information in the details. So, if you guys are interested in looking more into that, you can. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I, like Sid just said, I have Coven of Rejects podcast where every week I interview a guest about their spirituality. I've had mediums, shamans, um, I've had Christian um, pastors and bishops and so many other people. Our community, the more education that we can have and the more that we can share our own stories and each other's stories really just clears up misconception and helps to make just a, a judgment-free place to practice. And you guys, what's funny is this is literally how I met her mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was on her podcast a while back um, um, and we kind of just initially kind of hit it off from there and we have talked pretty much every day since. Um, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about, um, the topic that you've chosen for us today as well. Exactly. Yes. So without further ado, you guys, today's topic is, well, you can probably see it in the title of this, but either way, the, (laughs) the topic for today is psychic versus medium versus psychic medium. Now, I wanted to talk about this not only because one of my returning clients actually had brought it up with me and was like, this would be a really good topic to talk about. And um, on top of that, I just, this is something that there's a lot of misconceptions about. There's a lot of judgment when it comes to people's gifts. There's a lot of um, differences between each one that people don't understand to which creates that sense of judgment and puts people in the position of, okay, well, now you're going to make me doubt my own gifts because of the fact that you're acting like you know more about my gift than I do. And it's just, it's sad. It really is sad. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you because people need to know. People need to know. I think it's sad, but also, you know, I, to be fair, um, last night I did some Googling on definitions for things because, you know, when we have new practicers in the community, we're always telling them to go and research. And for people that don't know where to go and research, the first place that they're always going to go is Google. to Google. It just yep. is what it is. Um so we know that there, and we'll get down into the to the different explanations, but we know that there is a difference between a psychic and a medium and a psychic medium. Um, but I actually screenshotted this last night because when you go onto Google and you type in the definition of um, a psychic, and of course I can't see my screenshot. Okay, so the definition of a psychic Um, It says relating to or denoting um, faculties or phenomena that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws, especially involving telepathy or clairvoyance, psychic powers, relating to the soul or mind, or a person considered or claiming to have psychic powers is a medium. And 
So if you have somebody who's new in the community and they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I do feel that I have some kind of a mediumship gift. They're going to go to Google and they're going to be like, oh, I'm considered a psychic. And inside of the community, you wouldn't be that the mediumship gift and the psychic gift are very separate, yeah. but we can combine them. Right. And I feel like that's kind of where cross-referencing comes in because especially like um, a definition like that, where people see that it, for some people, they would be like, okay, you know, I kind of get the concept of both and I don't understand this definition. So I'm going to keep looking and see if I can find something that's more definitive or more explanatory or um, detailed, or you have the people who are like, okay, take that, you know, definition and just run with it like you said, and just be like, okay, well then I, if I have, if I feel like I have these gifts, then I'm also a psychic. Yeah. So maybe we should start with, um, well, first of all, there's a book, um, and I'm in a mediumship course right now. Cause I just love learning from all different people, how to use their gifts in all different ways. Um, but there's a book called book of spirit communications by Raymond Buckland and it really breaks down like what channeling is, what mediumship is, what possession is, what psychic is. And then it actually has practices in this book for different ways to strengthen each of those gifts and understand them differently. So it's really inexpensive and you can get it so many places online. I highly suggest that book. I really, I really like that. I feel like oh, I'm like sitting here looking at my bookshelf because I know I have a book almost kind of similar to that, but it really kind of focuses on mediumship. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I have a, I also have a workbook that that's one that I really want to talk about because when you learn that you're a medium, it's not, okay, I'm a medium. Like I can see and talk to spirits now. Cool. It's so much more than that. So much more than that. You have to meditate. You have to ground. You have to focus. You have to work with yourself. You have to work with your intuition. You have to set boundaries. You have to do all of these things. And I actually found this workbook on Amazon. I forgot what it was called, but it literally gives you, um, like, what's it called? Um, oh, what are they called? <laughs> like, when like prompts? Yes. Prompts. Um, it gives you prompts and it gives you exercises. Yes, this book does that too. I'm obsessed. I love things like that because it helps you work on it. Because, you know, a lot of people who learn that they have these gifts, they're like, okay, well, who the fuck can I talk to about it? Yeah, well, let's break down the differences for people. And then I would love just like if we kind of went back and forth, because I want to hear more about like how your specific gift works. I'd love if we like broke it down and then we shared um, how both of us kind of like sharpen that gift and how we use it. Yes. So let's start with psychic. I'm like totally taking control over here and you're, <laughs> it's your podcast. Literally, sorry, air signs. You and I'm like, you're in a podcast host is coming out right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're keeping it going. Listen, it's all good. Listen, uh, you get a Gemini on the podcast and we're just like communicators and you're Aquarius ass over here. We could talk for days. <laughs> this podcast might be a little long, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it to an hour because I am on a time crunch today. I have to go do in-person readings, but... Um, no, cause with psychic, the, I want to start, I wanted to start with that because of the fact that we kind of already did in a way. Mm -hmm. So 
my variation of being a psychic because you know being a psychic medium is completely different than being a psychic granted I have some of those gifts but it's not for me it's not all of them okay and you know it's kind of mixed so I have the mediumship abilities and then I have the psychic abilities but I have tapped more into my mediumship abilities than I have my psychic abilities just because of the fact that it's when it comes to being a psychic like that's it can be very complicated, very complicated. And the way that I perceive psychics is like, okay, you're literally using your third eye, your intuition, your higher self for absolutely everything. Yes. It's, it takes a lot of energy. I mean, so does, you know, being a medium, but as a psychic, it's like, it's all, okay. So I'm like tripping up on my words here. When it comes to being a psychic and being a medium, that there's the similarity of using your intuition, using your psyche. And that's kind of inevitable because with those gifts, that's just kind of something that you do, something that happens, something that you work on. But with being a psychic, you don't see spirits. It's more so you mindfully knowing if that makes sense I think that I'm understanding what you're trying to say um I'm trying to explain it <laughs> like it's right in my head but my words are just not it okay so um so for me when we're talking about being psychic, I think that most people would start that off with, I think that everybody begins with, they just know things that are going to happen. Mm -hmm. They will, you'll think something and it'll be a random thought that you think about. And all of a sudden somebody says that, or that's something that ends up happening in the future. And, um, I think it gets, it gets misconstrued as like deja vu all of the time. I think that everybody has an intuition in them. Now, mm -hmm. the people who recognize that and who start to figure out how to control that so that you can that you can turn that on and off, that's when you're going to be developing a psychic ability. And people do that in different ways. You have people who um they scry and that's how they're able to use that because they're able to look into whatever it is. That's where you get your crystal ball coming from. Mm -hmm. um, or people do it, um, you know, looking at, at coffee. Some people read tea leaves, like wh whatever. There's all of these different ways to use that gift. Therefore, all of those people would be considered psychics. They just have specific specialties to harness that gift. Yeah. And I do want to say that, you know, for those of you who are listening and you guys are like, okay, this sounds a lot like um, some of the Claire's. Everybody mm. has Claire's. You just have to work on them. You have to construct them. You have to build them. You have to do the work, put in the effort to build them to where you can utilize them in your practice. Now, I will say that there is a difference between, you know, having clairs and then being a psychic, because when it comes to being a psychic, those clairs are initially heightened and have been for a very long time. Granted, you still have to work on it just like you would everything else, but everybody has clairs. I personally don't believe that everybody is a psychic. You might have some psychic abilities, but I don't believe that everybody is 
a psychic, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole by saying I don't I don't think that you're sounding like an asshole. I think that there's a difference between um, being intuitive. And I think that everybody has intuition and everybody is intuitive. And I think that when you're discussing being psychic and you're giving a label, that is having harnessed that gift. And now I'm really big on, um, and this is just me personally, but I'm really big on mentors and classes and education. And that is just me. Um, and so I have these gifts, right. But I take all of these like different courses and different classes because I love hearing other people's way that they use their gifts because literally we all use it completely different and everybody's journey to harness their gift is so different which is why I have Kevin of rejects you're making me want to do a tier on patreon where it's like a mediumship tier because like when it comes down to mediumship it's like you got to learn necromancy you got to learn working with spirits you got to learn well that that depends on the kind of mediumship that somebody wants to do that's also true and um that how do I explain what I'm trying to explain um and I do and I think actually your patreon idea is a good idea I have a mentorship on my patreon um and I mean I don't teach mediumship and things like that but I think that if you're comfortable doing that I think that would be a really cool thing to offer people and um just share your like different experience but when it comes to mediumship I feel like the way the specific you do like specifically like death work mediumship too. And you (laughs) um, like, that's a very specific kind of mediumship. And And then somehow who's like, that's death work. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. Like when it comes to death work and mediumship, death work is death work is a path. Death work is something that was, made out already something that Mm -hmm. you did not choose granted the way that I explain it to people is like everybody can do necromancy not everybody can do death work yeah and that's what I mean is like you know the way that you have done your mediumship and the reason why your class specifically would be really interesting for people is because you have you have had to do certain things on your excuse me, your path to do what you do now, but like a direct medium, for instance, which is the class that I'm taking right now, I'm learning about direct mediumship. That is very much, um, you don't have to learn about necromancy and things like that. You're learning about channeling specifically and Mm -hmm. not being in the room and relying on your guides and your clients guides. And, um, using a very clairvoyant, gift it that's what their specification is is like they want you to be able to specifically describe the ethereal body for evidence and so they wouldn't be doing necromancy you know what i mean like yeah. there there's just so many different things people can do and it's like when it comes to mediumship so we all know that i do mediumship readings you do mediumship readings too so mm-hmm. you'll understand this sometimes when i describe the spirit to the client It's not who they remember, but all of the messages, all of the words, everything that I'm channeling, you know, to and from is always resonated with. But there's times where I'll sit here and I'll be like, okay, like I'm explaining what I'm seeing hair color, 
length of the hair, what they're wearing, how young or old they look, um, their voice, etc. But people don't understand that with mediumship. It's like when you are speaking to spirits, spirits can come to you in various, various ways. It's not always how they were when they passed. Sometimes you will have spirits who come to you how they were when they passed. Sometimes you'll have spirits who come to you as children. Sometimes you'll have spirits come to you and you know, the body or shape or form that they were happiest in their life. And it's always interesting to me because like I'll get um, responses and they're like, that didn't resonate with me, but everything that the spirit said did. Yeah, that, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that that completely makes sense to me. Um, I experienced that too. I actually just had a reading. Um, someone in my class gave me a reading and my grandmother came through and she had really long hair, I guess. And I was like, oh, and, you know, in my mind, I didn't say anything. But in my mind, I was like, she didn't ever have long hair. And then he goes, um, she's really excited about the hair change and wants you to note it because she gets to present herself differently in the afterlife than she did when she was here. And I just thought that it's so fucking cool that they just present themselves whatever way makes them happiest. And if you think about it, I'm sure you have so many clients who, you know, their family member was sick or whatnot before they passed away. And that's how in their mind's eye they're expecting them to be. Mm -hmm. And then that family member is like, fuck no, look at me. Like I'm jumping around right now. (laughs) It's always interesting because they're like, it's the reason I love doing what I do is, is the responses is the impact on the client, the impact on the spirit in itself. Like I've had spirits come in and before they left, tell me blessed be like, and I'll just look at blank fucking face and I'll be like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, you find things out about spirits for the client that even the client didn't know. And yes. it's almost like, in a way, I'm not saying that we're 100% healers. I'm not saying that. But in a way, like with what we do, that's kind of an aspect of it. That's the energy that I love with my readings is like I always say I'm not a fear-based reader. What I And so I am a psychic medium. And so when I do a mediumship reading for somebody, my goal is that I want you to leave that reading with yes, peace and closure from, you know, answers that you've needed from the person that's passed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want you leaving with an idea of what paths are ahead for you and the different things that you have coming along on your journey and how now you have this, you know, I call it your spirit team, but you have this like this guide with you, this person who's left, who's, who's still on your side, helping to make things happen. And so if you are using your energy properly, like, I just want you to see all of the positive things that are going for you and the things that are ahead for you. And that's really what I focus on doing in the readings. I never want people to be scared of having the reading or leave feeling like, I don't know, like I'm being haunted because there are people who do readings and their entire intent is for them to show you how magical they are and this gift that they have and to have a wow factor. Right. And it's like, even when (laughs) I'll have readings, like, for example, I have a reading, um, a mediumship reading, actually, when I'm done, 
or when we're done. Um, and I'm actually really excited about it because I love when they put questions in because not only do the spirits answer the questions, but they give like specific details that are like almost a wow factor to the clients. And they're like, like, how did you even, how, how did, how did you know? But it's because it's because of what I do. I'm asking the spirit, the question. Sometimes I don't even have to ask. Sometimes they just know. And Mm -hmm. going into that question, they're like, okay, but we're going to answer this and then add in this, 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 and this, and this. And it's just, it's always really, I want to say invigorating, like the, it makes me feel good to be able to do this for other people in the way that I do. Cause like whenever, whenever people give mediumship readings, whenever mediums give their readings, cause I'm also a psychic medium and sometimes like spirits will show me certain things or I feel um, like there, there was one time, there was one time, this was before I kind of like super set the boundary but there was one time that the spirit got irritated because I was, I guess I was talking too slow for them and literally channeled through me, had me see shit, had me feel shit, had me speaking shit that I didn't even remember saying once we were done. And it was just, it was crazy. It was genuinely crazy, but it was also kind of worth it in a way. The only reason I kind of blocked that off is because of the energy drain that that creates. But one of my favorite things when I do those readings is being able to see certain things. Like they'll show me memories of them with the client or the client doing something further down the line or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's not only interesting for the client, but it's also interesting for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I love the connection that you like having with your clients. And I think that um, you know, with us talking, cause you mentioned in the beginning, how we talk every day. I think that it's really cool that we, that we talk about our gifts so much. Um, I, I think specifically you talk to me a lot about your spell work and the different things that you have going. And I hear about like, you know, you doing something for your client and how quickly, you know, that spell turned around and you, you know, them giving you permission to like share the review that they've made because they were so impacted by that. And I have moments where I have like a crazy, you know, reading for somebody and I'm just like, wow, like this was like, like what the fuck? This is so crazy. Or I learned something new in class. And I tell you, that's what our friendship has been based around. And I love having a friendship where we can be so open about just those kinds of things. And, you know, something new that we learned, Hey, we, you know, I'm not going to be using this because of this reason, or I'm going to incorporate this because of this, or what's your opinion? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, we both know that whether I say something to you or whether you ask me something or whatever the case, we're going to be open with it. We're not going to, cause you're, you're like me. We don't sugarcoat shit. And if I ask you something about my practice and want an honest opinion, you're going to tell me and vice versa. And like, when it comes to the craft, like these, these are people you guys need people who are going to tell you like it is, but in a way, because they care about you, not because they're trying to shit on you, not because they're trying to make you feel bad, not because of those things, but because of the fact that you asked and you're getting the answer that you asked for. Yes, correct. Um, those are the only kind of like friends that I like to have, I guess. Um, 
I think it's really important for you to analyze the groups that you're in and the situations that you're in and the energy that's around you and change things. And I think that that's why our personalities can evolve so much is you really are the people that you're around because of Mm -hmm. that energy. And it doesn't mean that somebody's like, I hate being like, that's a toxic person because I think that there's toxic situations by just energies that do not jive well together, but it doesn't like have to be a problem. Right. Um, and I, yes, I just, I agree with what you're saying. So because of the fact that we're talking about it, I did want to kind of get into the whole psychic medium thing. Okay. Um, because, so I feel like I've explained this. I think I talked to you about this. I don't know if I publicly talked about this, but you guys, I can be a dumb bitch sometimes. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I knew I was a medium long before I knew that I was a psychic medium. And it's like, I felt like I knew, but at the same time, I never, I wasn't, it was something that I brushed off. Like I knew my grandmother was a psychic medium, but I was like, I'm just a medium. It's, it's fine. It's cool. I'm not, it's, it's all good. Like I'm just a medium until my grandma came in the witchy room one night. I'm sitting here. I forgot. I forgot what I was doing, but she literally grabbed my hand and showed me like visionary showed me a bunch of shit and was like, you're a psychic medium. She was like, I'm, I'm, I was tired of waiting for you to figure it out. So I just figured that I would just, you know, <laughs> here you go. Tell you. <laughs> and <laughs> after that, so much, so many things started making sense. Um, like for example, um, thinking of, you know, Brian's, you know, Brian's at work in a different town and I'm thinking about a certain thing. And then he texts me asking, like, say I'm thinking about food. I'm thinking about, I want him to bring me home food. And I feel like he knows that. And then two seconds later, I get a text from him. Do you want me to bring you food home? Or, um, I'll be sitting in the bedroom or doing whatever, being like, Brian's home look out the window he's pulling in the driveway and it's like these are the little things that really add up and then when it comes down to doing that whole aspect of psychic medium not only do I see and talk and communicate and channel with spirits but they show me things Mm -hmm. they give me certain feelings that I just know when I have to tell the client they don't say a word but I just have to tell the client and the client will reach back out and be like, that's crazy that you did that because that's true. And that's crazy that you said that because that happened or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's, it's a really interesting mix of gifts because you get, I want to say the best of both worlds, but like everything, all the gifts are like a blessing and a curse at the same time. But at the same time, like it's the best of both worlds. Like you get, those psychic abilities you get to see shit you get to know shit and then you get the mediumship abilities you you you're able to like literally visually see it's almost like a person literally standing in the room with you spirit and also communicate with them like it's a normal person without using cards without using a pendulum without using any you i can just sit here and have a conversation So that goes, you know, talking about your Claire's, right? So that goes into your Claire audience and your clairvoyance at once. 
Mm-hmm. There, there are mediums and I'm, I'm just learning about this and I have some people who are going to be coming on the podcast to talk about it, but there are mediums who they don't have that kind of like verbal conversation because I'm the same way that you are where I can have like specific questions asked by the client and give you a specific answer that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, But there are people who they don't do that in their readings. They're able to, they see things through like images and um, they can see the etheric body, but they don't necessarily hear or have a conversation. And so those kinds of people have to literally learn how to use their gifts by figuring out what those like pictures are. That's crazy. And Tyler Henry. So it's called, um, oh, what is it called? I know the show. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know Tyler show. Henry, um, psychometry. And that is, we're learning about that in class right now. Psychometry is when somebody has um, an object or like a photo or something. And then that's when they're able to pick up on all of that energy, but they need something physical in order to do that. And that's why there's some mediums who will literally ask, hey, do you have, an item or a photo that belonged to this person. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. Um, when you're, when you're doing that, it's, it's a completely different energy. And I definitely recommend it for people who are already using a mediumship gift and are already comfortable with your gift because psychometry is you get a whole bunch of different kind of information. It's not because you're not having that verbal conversation. It's not so much emotional as it is, um, like descriptive of things and you getting like photos and images and like, um, like that's where you would get like more physical about the etheric body and about what they, you know, what ailed them, how they passed away, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Is- sorry. I keep talking. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm just curious. Cause what you just said kind of like made bring, like brought it up with me. Have you ever had a mediumship reading where you literally felt the pain that you're the spirit that you're talking to felt when they passed a majority of the time? And the first time that it ever happened, um, I, and this is one of the reasons I don't go live on TikTok. Um, I went live on TikTok and I was, it was like my first time doing a live mediumship and I started reading this lady for free. And all of a sudden my head hurt so fucking bad. And I already have my brain disease. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm already in pain. So I just have this like uncomfortable pain and I'm nauseous. And I'm like, did she die of um, a gunshot wound? Because like my, like, that is what I, like, I literally felt like I'd been shot. And um, she's like, Oh my God, like that's how she died, whatever. And I was, I had to end the live. I was throwing up. I was so uncomfortable. And, you know, I had up my like protection things for myself or whatever, but it was just such a strong energy. Right. Um, and I didn't, you know, when you are in a private session with somebody, that's one thing. But when you do, and I commend people who can do live readings, because once you go live, not only do you have the energy of your client, mm-hmm. but then you have the energy of everybody else and you've got jealous energy because they're not the ones who are getting a reading you've got people who are like I just want to see some crazy shit happen like you know manifesting anything to come through it like it's wild 
See, and I have, because I do my live readings on my Facebook every Sunday. And it's crazy because I can literally only be on there for at most an hour and a half. Because there's so many people that are coming just in and out, in and out, in and out. And then the people that are, you know, there and then the readings that I'm doing. And it's just sometimes, you know, their dead grandmother comes through. Sometimes their spiritual team comes through. And it's just, it's a lot of energy, which is, which is why I only do it once a week. Because I was like, at first I was going to do it a couple times. But after that first time, I was like, yeah, no, I, no, I can't do this more than once. Because it's a lot. It's genuinely a lot. People that get live readings that they're like, here, I'm going to pay you money for you to like read live. I love those people. And I love the, those of you that are able to give readings that way. Because for me, I'm like, sometimes it's too real and raw and honest. And I don't want my dirty laundry necessarily like being on Facebook. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the amount that I have to sit here and like yell at people because the cards are like, the tower, the three of swords, the five of wands, the five of swords, the five of cups. And it's just like, I'm so sorry that I have to sit here and tell you this, but I have to tell you this. And y'all know that I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. And, you know, they're, they're good about it. They're champs with it. And they're like, you know, I needed to hear that. And I'm glad that you were the one that yelled at me versus some random person. Cause I knew that you weren't going to, you know, lie to me and it's nice. But at the same time, I like, I worry because I'll see the cards and I'm like, should I even continue? <laughs> Should I even continue with this reading? Like, I don't. Let want me to ask you: Do you do do you do a build up after you do a tarot reading for somebody? Like, if they have one of those readings where you like, there's so much being like put at them, and spirits like, "Fuck, I've been waiting for you to ask for answers." <laughs> like, let me give it to you. Um, do you do at the end of that reading like cards that build them back up after hearing that? I, what I usually do is I'll, um, with readings like that, I'll pull the bottom, the top and the middle, I'll split it. And then on top of that, I'll literally sit there for a few minutes talking to whoever I just did the reading for granted. Yeah, I know it's alive, but you know, they're responding and I'll just sit there talking to them and be like, I just want you to know that like, if I can relate to it personally, I'll relate to it personally, try to give them that little bit of, okay, you know, you've gone through this and you know, you've kind of come out from it and hear me yeah it cut off for a second but you're good okay somebody called me (laughs) I forgot to put my phone on do not disturb but um yeah it's just I do in a way but usually I'll sit there and I'll talk with the client because I feel like shit I'm like I just literally yelled at you I know I know that I wasn't yelling at you the cards were but still I feel like I was so I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna give you a few extra minutes and I'm gonna talk with you and I'm gonna let you know like if you want some advice, I'm here for it. I'm going to, you know, tell you how amazing you've been doing and how amazing you will be doing and how you've been putting in the work and it's not going to stop, but it's going to get you to a point where you deserve to be happy. Yeah. I love that. Um, I do a build up after. Um, and by the way, I didn't ask that because like, I judge anything that you do with your readings. No. I just find it. I find what other people do with their practice fascinating. And I feel like I have time to pick your brain during this podcast. You do do though. (laughs) Um, So for me, this, uh, those kinds of readings are what inspired me starting my mentorship tier with Patreon because I 
I hated having to have like a tough reading where you have all of these things that spirits like, Hey, I want you to work on all of these things. Um, and then just leave them and be like, and you've got to pay me again when you're ready for another reading. Yeah. Um, so I started the mentorship so that I work through the shadow work of their readings and then their personal shadow work with them and give them readings throughout the month for like check-ins and am a part of like helping apply the things because you can get very overwhelmed getting a reading and there's so many things, you know, listed out for you and then feel like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to implement this now? And it can be a real struggle. And so that's why, I started that. And at the end of my readings, I pull um, Oracle cards. So I've got a crystal Oracle deck and that tells you the crystal at that moment that is going to provide you like the specific kind of energy that you need. And then it has a reason why. And it's so crazy how that card always ties into exactly what the point of their reading was and tells you how the crystal will help. I love that. And then I also have um, the Pure Magic Oracle deck, and I think that you do too. Yeah, I do. Um, and this one is so beautiful because it really brings in elemental magic. And every time that I open a circle with a client, I always call in the elements for their like specific gifts and whatnot. And so closing out a circle using these is dope as fuck. That's interesting. I've never heard of that before. I feel no, actually, you did that for me when you gave me a reading. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it's cool. Like, so when it comes to opening a circle for readings, I think that everybody does it very differently. And I like, do you, what do you do for yourself when you're opening a circle before client readings? Is it okay to ask that? Yeah. <laughs> I never do it on the recording. If honestly, when you gave me my reading, that's the first time I've ever seen anybody do it on the recording. But I don't do it on the recording. I sit and I ground beforehand and I'll like, I'll have everything ready. I'll pull a couple cards with the spirit just to make sure that, you know, they are open and willing or, you know, if they're already here, sometimes listen, sometimes I'll have fucking mediumship readings and the spirit will literally be downstairs walking throughout my house, just like looking at shit, waiting for me to get started because they're like, all right, come on, like, let's go. But those those are the times where those readings go a little bit faster because the spirit's talking a million miles a minute and they have everything that they want to say. But mm -hmm. for me, I light a black candle and a white candle. And then sometimes um, I also have my um, hex removal, jinx removal, and like any negative shit removal candle that I'll light just in case. If I feel like I need to light that one, I'll light that one. But I'll light the candles, I'll sit here and I'll ground, I'll always have incense going or um, use my sound bowl to cleanse the room. And then on top of that, you know, pulling the cards or asking the spirit, hey, I just want to know that, you know, if you are ready to do this, if I have your permission to do this, because I will never do I've actually there's been mediumship readings, or readings in general, where I've had to refund them, because spirit or their spiritual team does not want this to happen. I don't know oh. if you've ever had that happen, but like I, some, there's been a couple times where I did not get permission to do it. And they were like, they're going to hear the same shit that they've heard from multiple other people. Don't do it. So. See, 
I, I've never had it where their spirit seemed like legit was like, don't do the reading, but I've had it where I'm reading somebody and their guides are like, what the fuck? Like, you know, there's no, why are, do they keep repeating the same thing, needing the same thing repeated? And then I have to be like, okay, so you've already heard this before. Yeah. Um, but I also, when those types of readings come up, then I like to switch up the kind of reading that we were going for because really at the end of the day, like even if it's not the specific message that the client was wanting because they've already had answers on it, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, okay, so that means that there's something else that you're not focusing on and you're deflecting to this over here when you already know how to fucking do it. Exactly. Um, the, yeah. readings, the readings that spirit, that you know their spiritual team has denied me on I've honestly, I've kind of doubted myself and I'm like, is this because of me? Like, is this, is my space fucked up? Like, did I do something? But it's not, it's, it's literally them and the client, whatever it is, is between them and the client. And this is shit. Like there was one where this client had gotten readings from multiple other people. And we're talking like five, six people before me. And asking the same exact question, getting the same exact answer from everyone. And their spiritual team was genuinely just fed up. And that's the time where that that kind of got to me because I was like, am I doing something wrong? Because like, y'all are angry. Like, did I did I do something? But it wasn't me. It was just the fact that they've been sending this person signs. They've been, you know, trying to get in their head, trying to like show them certain things, doing like putting certain obstacles in their way to where like you like, Hey, stop and listen. But they didn't. And they just kept going and going and going, even though they already had their answer from multiple people. Hmm. It was, it was interesting. And I felt bad because I, I literally refunded them. And whenever I have to refund a client, which is not very often, I, have to give them you know a written message and let them know and be like hey um you know I'm not doing this reading because I don't want to do it I'm doing it for your best interest because you know your spiritual team was not allowing me to do it um giving them anything you know that their spiritual team had told me during that time whatever it may be but when it comes to like mediumship readings it's it's a little bit different because like some of the spirits genuinely just don't want to talk and I can't do anything I, like as a as a me I'm not gonna force a spirit to do anything that they don't want to do ever and that's kind of where people get it wrong because they're like okay well you're a psychic medium you can you can talk to them either way some spirits don't want to talk so something that I have found helpful personally because I've I've found that too that there there are some times where um somebody's like I just I do not want to but I've also found that um using that time because if you think about it like every when we're people and we meet others sometimes it takes us a while to warm up to people right like I can't tell you how many times I watch reality tv and I don't fucking like some broad and then I get to know her for a minute and I'm like I don't know why I hated you um like I feel like that could happen with spirit too and like they don't know me. So I use that time to maybe I like do a tarot reading or I pull some Oracle cards or whatever. And, um, I make the client more comfortable so that they're not 
turned off by the experience because they're always nervous as hell and they understand the energy that we're going to have flowing. Um, and that often helps so much with then doing a reading for them. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. Um, a client, like for us, we know how our readings technically go and what kinds of things that we usually offer in a reading. But when it comes to the client, the client is just looking for like a peace and a healing by talking to us. Mm -hmm. And so even if we have to switch the way that we intended to do the reading to offer that, I love it. Um, and that's why I feel like I love what we do because there's so many different ways to just use the gifts. Um, and then again, you were talking earlier about, we were talking about opening circles and you said that when I had sent you the video, I did mine with you. That's because I do my own personal, um, like grounding and like circle on the room that I'm in and everything. Um, and I do my own thing. But then when I go on with a client, I, I feel like I open a circle when I'm live with them during the reading. Cause they're usually via zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I open that with them because I want them to, it's an energy shift when you have a circle open, like it just is. And when you know that somebody has set the intention of protection, when you hear, you know, me talking to spirit about what I'm expecting to be able to give you, what I'm hoping to be able to give you and, you know, who I'm calling on when I do your, like, I just feel like that's something to me that's special. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do it when you're, when I record it too, is because I want, whenever you watch this video at whatever time it is, I want you to know that that intention was set. And if you're in your fucking bathroom, taking a shit while you're watching this, you are protected in some light. I love that. I sound so like mother Teresa about this, but I just like take what I do (laughs) and the intention behind it just very seriously, I guess. I mean, you should as a, like as any reader, to be honest, should do that in the first place. And that's another reason why I light both a black and white candle because the white one is to purify the entire space. And then the black one is to protect me as well as the client. And I don't know. I feel like I should (laughs) listen, listen. I feel like I should start sharing that when I do my readings, just because like, I can understand like as a client, you know, I don't get many readings done for myself. Like the last reading I've gotten done for me was the one that you gave me. And seeing that from a perspective as not only a tarot reader, but a client granted, it kind of threw me off because I've never seen that before. But at the same time, it's like, I appreciated that. I appreciated the fact that you took the time to do that on the recording. Give me proof that you're protecting yourself, the space, me, and show me that you are intentionally trying to give me the best outcome of this you possibly can. Oh, well, shucks. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And, and so, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like that's what brings people back to you, too, is because they see you do that. And they're like, damn, like, you're for real. Like, you're, you're really in, in this. And I mean, when you're getting a reading from someone that your reader should always be super into it, super ready. Like, I've, I've had people be like, it's like, we're on a FaceTime call when you send me a reading. And I love that, because it's like, 
I'm super hype. I'm upbeat. I'm happy. I'm positive about it all. I'm telling you what you need to know. But it's like that certain little aspect at the beginning of the reading when you're literally letting the client know that you're protecting them and you're opening a circle Mm -hmm. is like a different kind of, what's the word? It's almost experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, listen, the fact that people pay me for my gift and that like, I value that so much. Like it really, for me and my mental processing is like all of the effort and time and um, dedication and, you know, experience that I've put into harnessing this gift, I'm able to now offer it to people in this way. Like I just, I feel like if you're going to be getting a reading from me, I want you walking away being like, damn, she undercharges. You know what I mean? Like, and I see people who they don't want to take money at all for readings. I see people who, um, you know, they charge not very much in my opinion. I see people who charge what makes sense. And I see people who in my mind, I would consider it an overcharge, but they, who knows, you know, how much time and dedication and stuff goes into somebody's gift and what they're offering in a reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want to say, as you were explaining that, a crow flew right past my window. They say, deliver the message. And that's another thing is like, with my prices, there's been times where I've like told you a price for something and you're like, um, I would personally raise that a little bit. (laughs) but it's like with with the readings that you get that my clients get I always overproduce than what was charged for well okay I mean yeah but I feel like that like the overproduce or whatnot is dependent on what that person is needing at that time and financially this is something that I have worked so hard with. And so I'm going to give you like a mental correction when you think about it. (laughs) Um, If you think about it as like spirit just pays you back in different ways. Like maybe they go and tell somebody about that reading and you totally like make it back in a different way or, you know what I mean? Or you learn something different about your gift in that reading. So you're able to apply it in the future. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a reading right now? Yeah. Why would I say no to that? Okay. I really <laughs> thought you were about to be like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. You can give me a reading. Okay. Holy shit. What? Holy shit. Hi, mother. A crow just landed in the tree in front of my window. Yep. Hi. She said, I approve this message. I've been sitting here staring at the pure magic oracle with the crow on the front. And... I'm like, okay, so we just need to do a thing. Holy. Okay. So in true fashion, I'm using um, cleansing spray first. I like to, um, I always like to make sure that whatever energy we have going into it is just yours and mine. So I use cleansing sprays. Some people I know use smoke or sound bells. Mm-hmm. Um, I like cleansing sprays. And then I just want to put us into like a little circle of protection if you're okay with that. Okay. Okay. I want to open up a circle of protection and communications today as I read Sydney. I 
want to call all elements to our circle. I ask that earth comes in and just keeps us grounded in this moment and keeps us um, really not having outside distractions coming in and just keep us present. I ask that water comes in and goes through every obstacle to just bring us the messages that are intended for Sid today. I ask that air comes in and brings new perspectives to situations, new ways to process, new ways to heal, new ways to move forward. And I ask that fire comes in and really helps light um, the paths and the direction that Sid should take after her reading today. I ask that gods, goddesses, guardian angels, ancestors, and spirit guides just surround us in this moment and give us a little bit of protection as we let our guards down and our energies flow freely. And I ask that everybody that listens to this today is able to take a message away from it and have a way that it applies to their life. And I just ask that spirit makes me a clear channel um, with no ego and just messages intended just for Sydney today and help me channel and um, be a hollow bone. With that being said, the spirit circle is now open. My grandma's sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor right now. I just banged (laughs) my knee on my desk. (laughs) Oh my God. You were talking about her being crisscrossed and I fucking banged the fuck out of my knee. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so fuck that hurt. Okay, um, I want to pull from my dark orc or my dark tarot deck for you first. Shocker. Um, don't be surprised if there's shadow work that is coming out of this. I'm, I wouldn't. <laughs> I always have shadow work. <laughs> Because I'm going to give you kind of like an in-depth reading because I, Spirit's just like, she doesn't listen to me when I tell her. Mm. Not in a bad way. You only had two cards pull out of the dark one. But, so, first of all, we're going to be working on some communication right now. Oh, God. <laughs> so, the first one that you got was the Knight of Wands. Um, and for me, when I'm pulling this for you, I literally feel like lack of communication is causing you to drag people along on a path that they're not showing you that they even want to be on. Um, And then I have the hermit. And so your instinct is that you're wanting to be reclusive and you're wanting to go into yourself and you're wanting to um, let the things around you kind of just be as they are. And you're like, it's fine. Like I'll control it later. I'll make it happen. It'll all be good. Like I'll do this, 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 and this, like in your moments of being alone, when you should be manifesting and you should be meditating, your instinct is, but how am I going to fix the situation? And you communicating expectations to others is going to help you fix your situation. (laughs) You know exactly who and what that's about. I, I love the way that spirit brings it out though, because like, that's a viewpoint and a way of saying something that like, I would never say, you know, regardless of like knowing anything about any of your situations in life, that's something that I, you know, I just wouldn't say it that way to you. And I was thinking about that this morning too. So you have the queen of wands next. So um, we've been saying like, you're going to have to communicate and then you're in there and you're like, well, that's nice. I'm okay, cool. (laughs) Um, So this is a second time that you're going to be told, like, it takes courage. Like, you know, the queen is 
courageous and has an independence and, you know, is elegant about the way that she communicates her message to other people. But that's the fucking queen, bitch. Like, very optimistic about it, too. Yeah. Like, show some respect. Um, You have the six of wands. (laughs) So very much like you're wanting more recognition for things. And that's what we need to speak up about. (laughs) It's it's okay to be like yo like put some fucking respect on my name like I'm doing all of this if you're not gonna do these things that's totally fine I don't mind doing it but I would at least like to know that I'm appreciated like I think that it's not only that you need to give communication but it's also that you need to expect communication like one Um, of languages is words of affirmation reassure me you know yes but I feel like, because you got the four of cups next. So now we're going to kind of go into the emotions. So as you're speaking, the four of cups comes out. So as you're processing that, now you're going to start getting into your emotions. When it comes to you being, here's my opinion on this. I guess it's not my opinion. It's what spirit's saying. Um, I think that uh, words of affirmation really get into your head. And so it's possible that, people around you may already just think that you know things like they may not oh my gosh you look great today like obviously you know that you look great that's why you did your makeup like that because you wanted your face to look that like that you know you look good you know what I mean I I literally thought that you just saw my Facebook story (laughs) I didn't but that's You said that when we had been recording for 56 minutes and 56 seconds, but I swear to fuck, I did not. Nice. <laughs> um, and then we have the King of Chalices next. So we like that. We like that you're going to be mastering your feelings, but also you know that that means that you're going to be doing some massive shadow work and that you're going to have to really be going in depth. Um, I think that making an expectations list could be really helpful for you. Um, I'm things- a moon. You know, I like making my lists. Yes. Make a list, bitch. Write down the things that you absolutely need and require in people around you in your your partnership and your friendships and your business relationships um things that you're like I need to this is the feeling that I need to have when I work with you I need to know that um when it comes to finances I don't have to worry it's gonna be completely fair I need to you know what I mean like whatever your expectation is on different things and I want you to think of it think of the whole reading outside of just relationship wise because I think that the messages that you're going to be getting today I feel like are going to apply into so many different areas of your life damn why does it sound like you're in therapy I would that's so funny because when you were talking about making a list I was like I can talk about this with my therapist Yes, I love when you take your reading to therapy. Absolutely. You got two more cards that came out of this one. And the first one was the Three of Cups. So okay. now that you're going to be actually like implementing these things and being like, okay, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to be doing this. You're going to have support around you. You're going to realize how close the community that you keep with you is. Because I think that you're going to have kind of like a purge on your um, social situations and things. And I think that what you're going to be left with 
is not only having supportive people that are around you, but I think that you're going to have a really um, uh, healthy emotional response um, to situations like that in the future. Cause I think that you're going to do some growing on not being angry with people because they are where they are on their journey and it is what it is. And you've moved on. And then you have the three of pentacles next. So like, love that card, the fucking card of genius, right? Like it right now is a good time for you to be um, doing collaborations, to be accepting help from people that are around you. Um, I, of course, this card pulls up when you are literally decorating a brand new studio because. Um, oh, it's you, done. Yeah, exactly. You got the, you got the collaboration. Now you get to go and start today. Like I just, that's an amazing card to be um, coming up and it's, you know, it's the card of making the visions your reality. And that's something that you just did with, we literally talked about it. I told you that I might have that opportunity. You spoke it. Oh my gosh, I would love to do something like that. That'd be incredible. Next day you get a message. All of a sudden you've got a place and the thing I was going to do falls through. You know, it was a message for you. It was never intended for me. It fell through. Yeah, but that's okay. I wanted it to fall through. It wasn't It wasn't a blessing that was supposed to be for me. Sometimes things come up in our path that are meant for us to speak to somebody else and inspire them. That's, you know, and that's what that that's what I feel like happened. I feel like the opportunity for me to have a physical space came. It wasn't something I loved. It sounded very stressful. I didn't want to do it. And um, when I spoke it to you, it was like, that inspired your manifestation to Literally, speak that out loud. Like next day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, the dark goddess deck is really calling because your goddess is like, uh, hello. Hi mother. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yes. Hell. <laughs> um, Inanna for seduction is the first one that fell out. I also like to give a warning. Um, I'm a white girl trying to pronounce these goddesses from all different um, places. And I am going to pronounce some incorrectly. And it's okay if you laugh. But like, just know that I mean no disrespect. And Sid, if you know how to properly say it, you can correct me. To be honest, I won't, but. (laughs) Then you got Isis, Baba Yaga, and um, Azuli, or Azuli, excuse me. I'm excited. Okay, so the way that these cards work is um, they're a little bit longer. What I like to do is I like to read you what the card says the messages from the goddess and then there's like a little um, information little story about that goddess so first of all um i feel like just going off of the words that are on the oracle deck before we get into the explanations you've got seduction resurrection loss and prosperity and i literally feel like this lays out the journey that you've personally been on yeah um because we go from that like seduction energy, the like siren um, like vibes I feel like you 
you went through in order to find yourself. I feel like you literally built yourself up to the point that you were like, I'm not touchable right now. Like financially, I'm fucking doing great. You know, socially, I'm doing incredible, you know, this, that, and the other. And then you hit this loss and then you're finding your prosperity right now. And I think you're learning um, right now. I think a lesson is about prosperity in different ways than necessarily financial, because as you're finding abundance in different areas of your life, it's financially paying off for you. So I think you, this lesson was to teach you a different way of building yourself and a different way of viewing yourself and your strengths. I don't know if you hear the crows. I didn't, but I love that they're so talkative. Um, so this first card, Inanna, your appetite for enticement naturally attracts those who wish to inject some glamour into their lives. You have a very powerful appeal, which you knowingly and expertly use to get what you want. Your unsuspecting friends and family don't stand a chance when you decide to go in for the kill. As a natural charmer, you have the ability to seduce others through your ideas words and actions into doing your bidding just like inana you are an independent individual who does as you please sometimes this is without regard for consequences which either manipulates softly threatens or tries to seduce others to fix the difficulties your behavior creates however you shine brightly with the morning star of love and beauty venus who is associated with the sumerian goddess herself on the shadow side, Inanna equally invites war and warns that your alluring efforts could come at a price. For misuse of your beguilement could lead to a tarnished reputation and isolation. Careful, for you are about to be swept away. An offer seems too good to be true. Remember that everybody has free will. Don't be coerced into anything. Be strong and stand your ground. Be truthful, integral, consistent, and assertive, and use your captivating ways for the highest good. The uh, seducer of Sumerian origin, Inanna was the goddess of sex, war, and political power, and was the original version of the goddess Ishtar. Her powers of seduction knows no bounds, enabling her to win over hearts, mind, and entire realms. And that was the card that I kind of said was what it seemed like your past's foundation may have been built on. Can I just say thank you for this fucking reading because um, <laughs> someone just booked one with me. You're welcome. And I was literally just stressed. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, so next you have Isis and this is for resurrection. Why have you sacrificed your own life for the sake of others? You have given away the most precious things in life. You. All these years of dedication for the sake of your principles, all the pain and suffering that you have endured, and yet you have ignored your own needs by putting others before you. This learned behavior has become a destructive pattern in your life. Stop self-imposing the victim upon yourself and take steps to live out your dreams. By self-sacrificing yourself, you have forgotten who you truly should be. Never act as others expect you to be. Instead, take responsibility for your life and quit blaming others for your disappointment and failures. You need to be in service to yourself first and foremost. Take care of yourself and learn to say no to things, especially when their demands enslave you. Be like a phoenix as you rise from the ashes of resurrection, for Isis invites you to reclaim your personal power. Stop behaving like a martyr. Always help with a loving heart and never resentment. 
hand any guilt over to ISIS. Make a commitment to be kind to yourself. Make a list, bitch, make a list of your (laughs) goals and take steps to achieve them. Take control and responsibility for your life and seize the day. The martyr of Egyptian origin. She was worshipped as the ideal mother, wife, protector of the dead and patroness of magic. Huh. Isis was instrumental in the resurrection of Osiris. She restored his body to life after having gathered the body parts that had been strewn about the earth by Set. Damn, if that card doesn't slap you on your face. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here reading it like, oh, it flows off my tongue like honey. (laughs) Um, Next year, Baba Yaga, which by the way, Um, I did a, so on my Patreon, I do a, um, a dark goddess series where I educate on different dark goddesses. Like I research them and I share things. Um, and I did Baba Yaga and the folklore about Baba Yaga is fucking crazy and really, really cool. And she basically just doesn't want you to come in her fucking part of the woods and that's it. Sounds about right. Okay, so yeah, I feel like this very goes very much goes into that hermit card for you. So let's see how it applies. Oh, this one's intense too. I'm sorry, it's the cards. <laughs> um, every time you steal somebody's thunder, you're taking away their moment that they have earned. Trying to win praise for oneself by re-empting someone else's attempt to impress is a completely fake way to receive adulation. Baba Yaga knows what it is to be without love and understands that you sometimes need to steal the limelight in order to be noticed. However, Baba Yaga does not look kindly on those who have more than they need in life, and she will take from those who don't appreciate what they have. Do you really want Baba Yaga to teach you her hard lesson in understanding loss? Then start to appreciate what really does matter in life. Give praise where it is due and learn to cherish who you are. Baba Yaga offers to lead you out of the dark forest that ensnared you for a while. Spend time connecting with the forest. You've lost sight of who you are. Something that has been lost to you will return. Don't lose faith. Stop trying to seek attention. You aren't using all of your true potential and something is is being hidden from you. Open your eyes. The thief of Slavic origin and a supernatural goddess who dwelled in the forest. She was of the forest itself. Children in particular were warned not to venture off, for Baba Yaga would ensnare them and they would be lost forever. Baba Yaga was very crafty, so some people actively chose to seek her out for advice, but only she would decide whether to help or hinder. Hmm. You have one card left. This is the card of prosperity. Also, I feel like um, that card was exactly what I had said at the beginning, where that really felt like Um, the energy of when you kind of, I know that you have like a downward slope and spiral on some things. And I think that that was really the energy that was like surrounding at that time. And I told you that that loss, I feel like rebuilt you in a different way to appreciate things in a different way. And now you're, you're building yourself up in a way that you wouldn't have been building yourself had you not gone through that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this is Erzuli. This is for prosperity. Acquiring things in life is not a sin, 
but to prosper at the expenses of others' well-being is to walk a road that grows increasingly impassable underfoot. A life of excess spending, taking, desiring more and more comes at a price. It is nice to be adored, to play the field, to have your jar of hearts full to the brim. But Urzuli looks into your soul and sees a far less rosy future. If you continue without taking any responsibility for people or things that could be collected along the way, you will soon be judged for who you are and not what you have. Right now, it might be hard to tell who the real you is, especially under all the stuff or ways that you're wanting life to look. Turn it over to Izruli so that she can help you sort through the muddle and see what it is that's really worth hanging on to and how to better take care of it. Avoid borrowing any money as strings are always attached. A lie is being exposed. It's time to choose the right person for you and stop stringing anybody along. Clean out your space and give your unwanted items to a good cause. Recycle more, be honest in love, and a debt needs to be paid to you. The collector of Haitian origin and clever, cunning, and multi-talented, Urzuli managed three husbands who provided her with a lavish and luxurious existence. She embodies all ages of the goddess and welcomes offerings of cakes, alcohol, and jewelry in return for protecting or avenging those who suffer at the hands of anybody who is greedy, promiscuous, selfish, or irresponsible. Okay. What did you feel like with that last card? Makes sense as to a lot of the shit that I've been dealing with within the last couple of days. Yeah. I just wanted to know how it resonated. And then, like I said, that was really intense and I like to do a buildup. So I'm going to pull you a crystal card. And this is, I want you to actively use this crystal um, in your day-to-day right now. And I'll literally bring it with me to when I go to the salon. Yes. I guarantee you anything. It's one of the crystals I have in the bowl next to me. Okay. So it is pyrite and aquamarine. Wow. Literally looking at my pyrite. (laughs) Holy fucking shit. Spirit knows. Oh, bitch. This is why you need it. Pyrite represents emotional balance, psychological strength, relationships, and protection. You may be feeling emotionally unbalanced at present because you have allowed yourself to, at least partially, believe another's critical judgments of you. This malicious criticism was directed at you by someone who falsely believes that they will gain something by belittling you. To regain your mental strength and emotional balance, you must realize that this whole episode is simply emotional blackmail. You are dearly loved and held in high esteem by many. So see this episode for what it really is and do not allow yourself to be so affected by what one person says. Others do know the truth. Pyrite can help you strengthen you both psychologically and emotionally. And then, and if there's anything from that reading, we know that that sounds like something that you need. (laughs) And then you have aquamarine. This is moderation, energy, tolerance, gentleness, compassion, feminine, and goddess. Whether male or female, you can overcome a current conflict by reflecting upon and applying moderation, tolerance, gentleness, and compassion. These qualities are not a weakness, rather they are strengths. And for some reason... I want to pause right here and just tell you that I feel very strongly that um, you think 
or you have thought, and maybe this is already something that you're working on, but that if you are compassionate and gentle with people and you're not abrasive with them and you're not like sarcastic, then somehow they get to take advantage of you or that it shows a weakness for you. And I think that duality is something that you can absolutely possess and you can be very firm with your boundaries and very assertive and have very specific things you tolerate. And then you can also have, um, you know, being open and vulnerable and letting people know what effect they have on your life and how much they mean to you. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, again, these qualities are not a weakness, rather they are strengths. What is called for at present is greater compassion and tolerance coupled with a little patience and gentleness. It is possible to resolve things in an amicable way to create a positive outcome for all concerned. As you look back on the current episode, you will realize a valuable lesson. Compassion and tolerance are signs of maturity and strength of character. They are qualities that infuse all with love and light. Nice. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you want a crow card to finish it out or do you feel good? I feel good as along with the fucking crows screaming at me. (laughs) I don't think I'll be left alone today. That was a long ass reading. Sorry. I thought I was just going to pull a couple cards. No, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) I have been all over the place, extremely overwhelmed, extremely chaotic, and I have not pulled cards for myself in a couple of days. So, well, I release all of your energy back to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And with that... I do. Oh my God. There's a whole string coming off of my shirt. Um, I owe you a reading. Oh, I do owe you a reading. Not right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time, but um, I might actually end up doing it when I get to the salon. That's so great. if you give me permission to do so, I will definitely send you a reading. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, you guys. Now that you guys have heard me get bashed and slandered, (laughs) um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, Again, I'm going to put her information in the details when this is posted. So don't you worry. Yeah. Being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Do you mind if I just like shout myself out real quick? (laughs) I don't care. Um, I have another podcast, you guys, um, Coven of Rejects. I did have Sid on. That episode is only available on Patreon for the High Priestess and the Shadow Queen tiers um, for own personal reasons. Um, So you guys can go to patreon.com slash Coven of Rejects to see that. It was actually a really wonderful. um, She did a deity confirmation on there. Um, It was beautiful. Um, I have mentorship on Patreon too. And then readings with me right now are discounted on my website as well as merch for the podcast. And just, uh, it's like stoner, witchy vibes on the merch. And that's, that's all I got. Well, alrighty then. Um, your website will also be on, um, the description. And then I know that you have everything like linked through your website. Sure do. Um, so other than that. Thank you again for being here. Um, I will text you. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.